Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In just a few moments, we'll have the scripture that's assigned for today, the gospel reading from Matthew chapter 20. But I want to introduce that first of all by what precedes it. Um, I was considering different titles for this word, um, and I'll just give them all to you. I press toward the mark. Keep your eyes on the prize. Will you go to the finish line? What's in it for me? Now they don't they sound kind of disjointed, but that's okay. You get it after a bit. Are you in this for the long haul? What precedes our reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 19. A young man runs up to Jesus and says, Jesus, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, well, keep the commandments. And he said, what are they? And so Jesus enumerated them rather quickly. And then he said, well, I've kept all these since I was a kid. Jesus said, well, you need one more thing. That is to go and to sell all that you have and Give it to the poor. Then come follow me. That was too much for him. He left to the sadness of Jesus because he had great wealth. And then Jesus goes on to tell his disciples that to enter the kingdom of God, you have to be like a little child. And he said that, <coughs> excuse me, that uh, the the um, people who um, want to get into the kingdom are, I'm almost doing a uh, Joe Biden right now. Excuse me. <laughs> that probably wasn't a good comment. But at any rate, um, she, the disciples were astonished when um, Jesus went on to say, well, you know, unless it's harder for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God, harder for a rich man to do that than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. The disciples were astonished. How can this be? And Peter said, we've left all to follow you. Jesus went on to say, well, whoever leaves father or mother, brother or sister, fields or cattle or any possessions like that and comes and follows me, he will receive 12 times what he has given plus life eternal. Then he went on to tell the parable that we're about to. Uh, would you put that on the screen now from Matthew chapter 20? The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? 
Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers, pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and go on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. They said, we're members of the Grape Pickers Union. No, it doesn't say that. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The last will be first, and the first will be last. Press on to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I remember when I was, I think I was in my junior year in high school, I, I, for the track team, I ran the high hurdles. There was one of the one on the team who was better than I was, and when we went to the regional event, um, coach had him to run the high hurdles, and um, the miler, who, the guy who ran the mile that particular day, was ill, somewhat ill, and he, the coach came to me and said, "Rollo," he said, uh, "I want you to run the mile." I said, "Run the mile, coach? I've never run a mile." He said, "It's okay, you'll do fine." And we lined up on the starting blocks, and the gun went off. Everybody took off, and I thought, hey, guys, we're not running the 100-yard dash. We're running a mile. Slow down. I mean, you got a mile to run. But they didn't slow down. And rather than being way in the last, I had to at least try to keep up with them. And uh, my, I had to be on the goal. Finally, come around the first lap. <sighs> but then there's another lap, and yet another one, and then finally fourth one. I wasn't the last one to come in, but I was pretty close. <laughs> and I'd, it about did me in. But anyway, I say that, that my eye kept my eye on the goal. That probably kept me going. I knew I had to go to the finish line. I couldn't drop out ahead of time. I had to keep going. These workers, they had to keep going through the heat of the day. And if you've ever worked in the garden, you know how hot it can be and dirty and things like that. But then these guys who came just with an hour to go, they got a full day's pay. I can imagine this scene because the master told the servant to start with the guys who just come last and give them a, a denarius, a full day's pay. Can you just imagine the next guys in the row? Wow, you know, I'm going to be getting three denarius for the guys that came at three. Or I'm going to be getting six denarius for the guys who came at noon or the guys who came first. Wow, I'm going to get 12 denarius. And then he has the gall to say, here's your pay. Jesus, and, and they say, well, that's not fair. But what did 
Jesus said. Don't I have, didn't you agree to work for that? And don't I have the right to give you what we agreed upon? It's my money. But I would ask you, would you like those workers that began at 6 a.m., would you continue to press on to experience the things that we've just been singing about, to experience what Jesus promised? And that was 12 times what you put into it, plus much more, plus eternal life, which doesn't have any X factor to it, times factor. So <clears throat> Peter's response said, what's in it for me? What's in it for us? And that's what Jesus' response was. And <clears throat> that's when he told that story that we just read about the um, worker so are you in it for the long haul? That's the question. Jesus told a parable, three parables actually, in Luke chapter 15, where he talked about how much he goes for the people. The first one was about the lost sheep. Ninety-nine others he left go while the lost sheep, the shepherd, went until he found him, brought him back on his shoulders. There was great rejoicing. And he said, that's the way it's going to be in heaven, over one sinner who repents, even if they come at the late hour of 11 o'clock instead of early in the morning. Or then he told another parable about the woman who lost a coin and she searched far and wide to find that coin. When she found it, she celebrated with all the people. She was glad. Have you ever done that? You lose something, just pray about it and say, Jesus, you told that parable about the woman with the coin. Help me find what I'm looking for. It happens all the time. It seems invariably we find what we're looking for. Then the third parable was about the lost son who uh, decided he was going to party and have a good time while there was time to do it. Why not? You know, you've heard people say that. Well, I don't want to be a Christian. I, I want to have a good time. And that's what this young son did in, in Luke chapter 15. And uh, he went and spent all his money that he had on, on wild living and then he ran out of money and he got hungry and he came back and the father welcomed him back because he repented. And that's part of the uh, story behind this story as well, you might say. Jesus wanted that young man to come, that rich young man to come to him and leave everything else behind but to follow him and he would find riches untold. If you wait until until you come to the point of your life where you think you're going to have to make a confession of faith, and I'm probably speaking to believers here, so bear with me. Um, a few years ago, another man and I ministered to a um, couple of sisters, aged sisters. They were very concerned. They, they needed ministry. Their father had passed away not too long before that, and and this goes back about a century ago, that he had committed a very bad crime. In fact, it was murder. But he got away with it. Never confessed it. On his deathbed, reality came. Because here's the thing. Many people say, I'm going to wait until I die, and then I'll make my peace with the Lord. There's a couple of problems with that. One is you don't know when you're going to die. Number two is what I'm just about telling you here. 
And that is pride sets in. Pride sets in. That's what happened to this man who I'm talking about, this father of these two aged sisters. Pride set in. And he was beginning to face hellfire. And he said, I'm going to tough this out. I'm going to tough this out. I'm going to tough this out. And he died. I've heard that before from other people. that say, I'm going to tough this out until I die. I would say to each one of you here, is there anything, it doesn't have to be murder, but anything within that you need to deal with before the last hour? Today even. Today is the day of salvation. Anything. And it can be, you know, like Pastor Billy so often reminds us at the beginning of the service, not only the things you did, but how about the things you've not done that you needed to do? And those are the things I know that I have to deal with so often. Could I have done this when I did? Should I have done this when I could have done it? Maybe speak to somebody about the Lord. Maybe help somebody like some of the examples of the screen that you saw here before where you can help out people who have different needs. All of these things lie before us as opportunities, but they can be counted against us as well. And so I implore you, get it settled now. Keep your eyes on the goal. Don't get tripped up. See, the reason that I didn't do very good in that mile run is because I wasn't prepared for it. I hadn't practiced for a mile run. I practiced for the high hurdles, which is only what, 110 yards or something like that. But nonetheless, God wants to deal with us right now where we are. Examine, self-examination is called for. And even if we have to, like those workers who are called into the vineyard at 6 a.m., even if we have to go for the rest of our lives in serving, Jesus says you'll be rewarded 12 times over plus eternal life. It's immeasurable. It's immeasurable what he has. I want to focus also just briefly on the um, Old Testament reading for today as, as we conclude this message. And that is um, from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 to 1. Seek the Lord while he may be found. That's what I'm talking to you about. Seek him while he may be found. You know, with those songs that we were singing earlier, that, they're a good introduction to a seeking. Wow, just like Pastor Billy was pointing out, that meant so much to him, his life. That, that's When I think about my own life as well, even at my 84th year, I think all those things God did for me, am I thankful to him? Do I continue to thank him? Do I continue to walk in gratitude? Sing songs like that, that really helps. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy on him. Even if you're an 11th hour person, he will have mercy on you. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. It makes no sense to do what Jesus told that parable. It just in our, but see, Jesus wasn't teaching econ, uh, economy 101, economics 101. 
He was teaching a principle of life. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth, makes it bring forth and bud, and may it give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing that I send it to. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Trees of the field will clap their hands. What a glorious picture. When we think about that uh, for Raymond Helms, you know, the life, the life that he has lived um, in service in so many ways, pleasing the Lord. And yet he had the same, he had failure similar to our own. But how grateful we are. Just like it says here, he'll go out with joy. I believe he went out with joy. Even though it was in pain, he went out and he'll be, he'll, he's being led forth with peace. Even the mountains and the hills, while there's weeping going on, mountains and the hills rejoice that another soul is in eternity with the Lord. And even the trees of the field, figuratively, you might say, are rejoicing in clapping their hands. Is there any barrier that you're carrying internally right now, brothers and sisters? Any barrier? that would prevent you from keeping your eye on the goal and not being in shape like I wasn't when I ran the mile or tried to. Is there any barrier? Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you on that matter. For you too will have a day when you will come before him and give an accounting. You will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you with singing, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. You know that song? You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you. There will be sorts of joy, and all the trees of the field will clap will clap their hands and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Trees of the field will clap their hands. Trees of the field will clap their hands while we go out with joy. I would urge you to go to others to help you walk through that, anything like that. And I Again, like I say, I'm speaking to brothers and sisters in the faith by and large. But there's always need to self-examine. We usually have prayer people over there in the alcove afterwards that would love to pray for you. Or you can do it on your own, obviously. But how about running that mile and being in good shape, running life's travels and being in good shape to do it? so that when he does call you at the 11th hour or the 12th hour, whatever it is, here am I, Lord, here am I. 
and I have come so that the trees could clap their hands like we'll be experiencing this afternoon when we celebrate Raymond's entrance into the, although he's there already, but we're celebrating it now. All the trees of the field will clap their hands. They'll do, do that over you also at the appointed time. Now is an acceptable day. Now is a day of salvation. May God grant that to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.